G'day punters, welcome to Victims of the Punt, the review part of our Sydney show, jumping into what was a really big card there at Randwick, uh, but just going through some of the data, it's produced some very polarising results. Uh, we'll start with you, Mark Sheehan. The, the track obviously played reasonably, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say one-sided, but there were certainly a few races that played very one-sided. Yeah, a couple of races, uh, well, Volpine's race, they hardly changed positions. Uh, Wild Ruler got a good run in the first. Uh, we saw some interesting two-yard races. Probably the Colts and Gildings are uh, much superior to the Phillies uh, division. And Sabatiano uh, winning the Canterbury Stakes. She was probably a moral beat in the race last year, and she atoned this year with a narrow win. Yes, exactly right. Uh, Mark Roden, how did you see the day overall? That was a great day's racing. There are a couple of hard luck stories there. Um, some huge performances. Um, I personally started well with Animo and the two-year-old, but just needed one more to push me over the line, but couldn't get it, unfortunately. A couple of close calls, but um, that was a good day's racing and um, sure to be a good form reference too. Yeah, exactly right. Rob, I'm really keen to see what you think of some of these horses out of the yard, but uh, overall, your day? Oh, look, I, I had enough chances. I had two winners on top, um, but we've had a losing day. I should listen to Uncle Chris. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll start with race one. We'll go through the entire card because it was just such a, a good day's racing. Uh, race one for the class. They've gone slow, three lengths slow on punting forms data to the 600. Wild ruler. Uh, Rob, I know you're pretty taken with this galloper just out of the yard. <clears throat> yeah, look, I, I remember being on destination first up against Wild Ruler last time in and, and I, was, I was happy to take him on that day. He looked a, a bit too forward, a little bit sweaty, but he is really furnished, to use a breeder's word, and he walked around beautifully. Uh, like, I, I think I called Roden, I said, well, this, this might be a $10 million colt. After the race, it might be a $20 million colt. It um, looks to have it all in front of it this time in. Um, on the lead, caught my eye again. Um, and Matt looked like it had trained on. Um, I'll leave Mark Sheen talk about Doubtland and Mamoregan. All right, Mark Sheen, take it away. Yeah, agree with Rob. Uh, Wild Rule is certainly parading a lot better than he has in past preparations where he used to get a little bit fizzy and sweaty. But um, he looked uh, much better on Saturday and absolutely brained them. I thought Andermatt had trained on beautifully and was disappointing in the run. And the rest of them, um, yeah... Not much job on the lead ran well. He always looked well, and uh, probably the dry track suited him. Um, the others, I don't know where they go with Dadland. He, he got a long way back, made up some ground late, but it was certainly run to suit him, I thought. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, this platform for Wild Ruler, comparable with previous preparations? <clears throat> yeah, I think the perform his actual performance on Saturday, I think, is almost directly comparable to his win in the Roman Consul, where he yep. beat on the lead by about the same margin, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's the one on that side. He's the only horse in the race that's really going there. I think. Mm. The, the, I mean, you know, on, on the lead would be like a, an honest Saturday horse if he wasn't racing yeah. all those red races. Um, and he appears to be the second best of them. Um, all those other ones, you know, Tommy Gold and yeah, and and about half shelf himself. I was disappointed. I thought he'd get a lot closer to Wild Rule than he did. And he there was no excuse for him not to get uh, closer. But um, yeah, Wild Rule the only one. Um, going places I would suggest. One, one more comment on just tipping. Like, did, mem, um, the winner, Wild Ruler, $1.70 when they're walking around $1.80. By the time they jumped, it's $2. And, yeah. you know, they, what do you do? Um, yeah, that last five minutes on Betfair is uh, pretty wild, isn't it? It's a moment. Two, bucks, so two yeah. bucks, it might be, you know, push five units. 
We can find to a moment in time, bloody, Rob. Bloody, bloody J Mac and those colours. It just didn't didn't fill me with. I didn't feel totally, you know, happy about a dollar eighty, not dollar ninety push. Um, then J Mac in the next. Let's talk about. I was just going to say, speaking of J Mac in the next, in the Todman, the Group Two for the Celts and Geldings, the two-year-olds, they've gone even for the class. Uh, <clears> basically, bang on even, zero point two lengths slow to the 600. Animo coming up from Victoria where it was completely without luck. Uh, Profiteer was trying to lead the whole way and then obviously stay inside. Uh, I'll let you guys discuss that. But Rob, run us through these Colts. Oh, it's just so frustrating because I'll never know with stay inside. Like, he <clears throat> was always had map issues, but the horse hasn't paraded better this time in. So I was happy to unload here. And I had a little saver on Home Affair who had been on each start. He, he kind of seems to have gone to another level. Um, Animo was the one I had fourth. I, I just thought maybe a little bit soft can improve and, and maybe has the most improvement. I, I think it's interesting. I think I think Lizzie, you know, bless her, she was, she was tipping towy horses all day, which I found interesting. She was on this remark. He, he still needs to settle down. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I think the winner can improve a lot um, and I don't want to drop off, stay inside and, you know, I'd love to just see J-Mac roll to the outside and, and I could at least, you know, get done by a neck and instead, of, instead of just being crashing into Bossy up in Australia. It was just disgusting. Just quickly on Animo, what did you think of it as a type? I think it's, it's got a lovely, you know, walk. It, it's, it's, it's classy. Um, it's it's kind of a little bit leggy, which I don't always like as a, as the two-year-olds, but the top ones can be. You know, I think it'll, it'll make a three-year-old as well. You know, whereas Profiteer, maybe a bit like its sire, might might struggle, even though it's he's only medium size. Um, and I think Home Affairs is going to make it make a three-year-old as well. Yep. Mark Sheen, plenty going on this race, but take it away with Stay Inside. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't hear the change of tactics at the races, actually, that they were going to ride with cover. And, um, well, they certainly found cover seven or eight lengths off the lead. So, um, well, I don't know if he went any good or not, but... Yeah. He just ran up backsides at the top of the straight. In fact, uh, I think his ride on Trofasia in the race after was even worse. Um, but, uh, look, stay inside if he draws a better alley. Look, we knew that the alley was the issue, um, but I still thought he'd, he'd overcome it. But I didn't think he'd be last. And if he jumps away in the slipper, if he's drawn a better marble, he could have been third or fourth on the fence. So still a lot to play out. Slipper-wise, Profiteer, well, he was very fresh and over-raced badly. You'll get the advantage of going to Rose Hill around the circle, which would probably suit him a lot better, I think. And Animo, well, got perfect running transit here. And through the field in a small field, um, he'll probably be spotting them a bigger start in the slipper. Um, so that's maybe a worry for him. But, um, you know, I've had a spec on him at 25s before the Blue Diamonds, so at least I've got something running there. Yep, yep, indeed. Uh, Mark Reed, you had a, a result there on Animo, as you pointed to. Uh, it did probably look like the one day he could get some cash out of this horse. Yeah. Yeah, very keen on that blue diamond form um, in general. So I thought uh, he, he was back. He was about $17 when we were talking on Thursday. Yeah. He did tighten up to SP9, I think. So uh, quite a few people found him and fortunately got the head down on the line for me. Um, I want to... Oh, but Spain side, obviously, he's covered. I was on him as well. Awful to watch. Um, Home Affairs is an interesting course. Um, Rob's been in love with him from day one. Um, he's just he's taken a step forward on my figures three times in a row now, you know, from debut to second start to third start, which is a... They don't... Not many of them do that. Um, while he hasn't... Like, 
you know, shown any dominance over anything yet. He's just kept going forward. And, you know, grand final those two weeks away, maybe. Oh, I mean, I, I couldn't back Profiteer's favourite now. Couldn't back him the way he, he just doesn't settle. He's his own worst enemy. I don't think, I think, despite being suited by Rose Hill, I think he'll get tired late again. Something will beat him. Rob was suggesting that stay inside didn't have anywhere to go, looks-wise, improvement-wise. So... It, oh, it, he, it, he could maintain. He could, he could maintain. maintain what yeah. he, but Mark Sheen, he he hasn't paraded better than that this time in, has he? No, no, he didn't. But he didn't get the old fella out, which uh, has been assistant yes, so far. Just, so. It's a bit like um, <laughs> Sacramento sweating up, you know. These are good yeah. signs. But I, I'm just suggesting it could it could be there to be one, Mr. Bo, and yeah. maybe Home Affairs is in it. Oh, wouldn't it be great for Cornwall? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's. Let's not get I suppose too... in home affairs defences, that's the first time that they've actually ridden him with cover. He's yeah. been sort of exposed both runs. Yeah. So I uh, mean, he'd need to go. Oh, sorry, he'd need to go better than that to win. But he's just. Oh, look, but but he was tight on the inside. There, I wouldn't be even surprised if he ran the slipper that they put like winkers or blinkers on him. Yeah. Okay. Waller's got him ticking along beautifully. Good result there for Uncle Chris potentially. Uh, yeah. Race three, the Riesling uh, for the Phillies. Uh, Mark Sheen commented on earlier that uh, they don't seem to have the edge and that's certainly what the punting form data suggests. They only went slowly for the class, but two and a half lengths slow to the 600, so not, not horrendously slow by any stretch. Um, and obviously Glistening was able to control this event. Rob, run us through a few of the fillies here. Uh, I, I found uh, Matthew Dale, Alicia Collett, pretty woman. I'll, I'll never know if, if, that, if that was up to it, but it, it looked like a sort of masculine style of filly coat looked great. Um, had a good look at uh, this guard or start or whatever, the 12. It look, looks like a three-year-old. I'm not sure if, if, they, you know, if they're going to progress with that horse. It, it's kind of a leggy type, but it looked pretty close to top, so you know, I'll, I'll be putting it out. No, not, you know, a swift witness, professional you know, really strong masculine type of filly. So she was she was in the numbers and would have been a chop out for me if she got up. But um, yeah, I, I got my teeth kicked in by the two-year-olds, you know, over-invested after you know, <laughs> a successful six weeks on them. So um, I, I was stinging um, after this race. Um, I don't think there's much here, like Sheen. Yeah, um, look, I think in hindsight, this winner was, was overs compared to, to Pretty Woman. Like, Pretty Woman was hard in the market at fours of nine to two, and Glistening did hand up to it at Canberra um, and then sort of held its ground up the straight. Really, if you did a market on it, it should have been around $10. I fluked having something on it at long odds early. It was going to back it again and missed out. It was off the map then, so... Um, but I think Trifascia, with any luck, is certainly the one to follow out of the race. Uh, this has done a few things wrong did, on debut. Uh, got a long way back here. And this is another one where they're tailed off two lengths and they're still running up asses up the straight looking for runs. Like, it's, it's madness. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Mark Roden, are you making a case for any of these two-year-old fillies at this stage? Uh, what, in the Golden Slipper? Oh, just in general. <laughs> no, uh, not really. No, they're... Well below the Colts, as you said. Yeah. Pretty woman, to total forgive run. Never, never got a crack at him. Um, no, not, not a whole lot to say about this race, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it does look a bit like that, uh, certainly on the on the raw figures. Uh, we'll go to race four, the Randwick City Stakes, over 2,000 metres. Mount Popper uh, <laughs> produced. Um, it's just in a perfect spot throughout. In terms of the speed, they've gone even. 0.3 lengths faster to 600, so 
uh, just managed to get over the top of Sacramento. Rob, you alluded to Sacramento's parade before. Just run us through what it did last start and the start before versus on Saturday. Uh, well, look, he's always had a, like a sheen to his coat, you know, and a good healthy glow, but he's always got really hot. Um, like, like normally, if you didn't know the horse, you'd just think it couldn't win. Uh, Saturday, he just walked around like a wait for age horse, just... And he was, sometimes it can be a bit toey too. But Saturday he, he just was sort of relaxed. His coat was absolutely glowing, and you know, um, this has never been a horse. Mount Popper made me wanted to bet. You know, it it, it was toey again. Looked like it held its condition, but um, you know, I'm, I'm just ruling that if you know, Sacramento was half slow away uh, on that t- turning 2,000 meters, it, you know, it's got beaten a length. It jumps half a length in front, it wins. But I had that sinking feeling. You know, this hasn't been my horse. You know, I've been against it. It's won four in a row, and then I'm jumping on here at the decent play at five to two or something. So it was it was horrible. Um, Parts of glory can improve. The Lord Mayor paraded well. This the the import collided pretty forward to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Parts of Glory. I don't know what to do with Mount Popper much. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's not a real robust type, is he? That's, we mentioned that uh, after his first up run there, and he had four weeks between runs, which is, I'm not sure uh, if that was by design or what, but um, uh, look, he got into a good spot here, travelled well. I, I did fall into Sacramento off the yard. Uh, I've been on him a couple of times this time, and he certainly created a lot better than when he won. Maybe he went a little bit uh, faster than he has at his last couple of starts. That's the only thing I can put it down to. But man, Popper just had the superior sprint and was too good for him on the day. Yeah, Mark Roden, what are you thinking about this Mark, uh, this uh, Mount Popper? It's obviously produced some pretty decent figures so far, but what uh, what sort of ceiling do you think it has? I don't know. He probably, he probably does have another level in him. He yeah. pretty lightly raced. I was very taken with his win last preparation when he got to 2,000 for the first time, I think yep. second up. Um, yeah, this uh, sort of fell into place for him a bit on Saturday. I I just thought um, Quipperton maybe went 200 metres too soon. I mean, it was a the right sort of play um, to gradually up the tempo, but he probably could have waited another fill on, I think, and that probably played into the winner's hands a bit, I think. But, yeah, he's a nice horse. He's not... Well, I don't know. I don't know how good he is, to be honest. He's, the, the sort of ratings he's putting at the moment put him in, you know, certainly group two, group three handicap level, and yep. if he improves again, he's wait for age. OK. All right, uh, race five. Certainly, when you had a quick look at the punning form data, this race stands out like a sore thumb. Uh, the challenge stakes over to 1,000. Group 2, Eduardo Nature Strip, two-horse war. Outstanding to watch. Eduardo's got his head down, bless you, Rob Scurry. Uh, they've gone fast for the class, 4.7 lengths fast to the 600. But then they've continued to accelerate from there and they've produced just a monster figure overall. Uh, we'll touch on that in a second. But first, Rob, run us through the, the top fancies here. Uh, I, I thought... Nature's trip looked well, relaxed, but it's just, you know, I've seen him parade with a bit more of a shine to his coat and a bit more of, you know, a muscle definition. Um, but, you know, happy enough to put him second in the numbers. Eduardo um, looked looked uh, looked great. And um, one of the Joe Pride's boys, Maxie, he, he, he shouted out, he told me to have another look at him. Um, and uh, cheers, Maxie. He, he, uh, so, so, yeah, he just looked like he was... A, Bit, bit bigger than we were on him first up uh, at Rose Hill when he won, um, and he just, just had a bit more condition in him. And at that sort of nine ten dollars, I was kind of looking for something to bet. Um, Written Beauty again was, was towy in the parade. I, I think I said to Mark Roden it could improve between you know one and ten lengths, and tomorrow it improved one. Um, again, 
you know, Liz, Liz sent it out on top as a really toey parader, which I think is interesting. Um, I, th- I really like the Prater Splintex. Uh, I think I had him third in the numbers. Um, uh, that, that's that's about it. Um, yeah, Nature Strip can certainly improve. He's on track for wherever he's going. Eduardo, what a great horse. Track record holder. Yeah, indeed. Mark Sheehan, your thoughts on the challenge? Well, I thought this was a great ride from Nashville Willow. When Nature Strip went just coming to the turn, he didn't go with him. He, he waited until they got over the rise and he just saved up that little bit to uh, to have left at the finish, and I think the ride won the race. Had he tried to burn with Nature Strip right around the corner, I think Nature Strip probably holds him off. Yep, I think that's fair. Uh, what are you doing going forward, though, when if these two collide next start, Mark Sheen? Are you leaning one way or the other? Well, look, Nature Strip, if he draws the inside, probably holds him off and wins, but... Yep. Um, he hasn't been one of mine in Sydney, and you know, we'll just have to assess on the day um, where he draws and what the track conditions are. He probably likes it a little bit um, softer than the, the dead four on Saturday, uh, <laughs> 52 uh, Bay held the track record at Randwick 56-2 for 30 years. It wouldn't win a highway now. <laughs> How could it be a dead four? Seriously. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it wasn't. It's it was mind-boggling. Dead. The tree huggers have just taken over the world. <laughs> Oh. Boots in, put, put a boots in. Uh, Mark well, Roden, that's basically what the, the data was suggesting, isn't it? I mean, this, this figure's enormous skip for a good four. Just on the track, um, well, I had it... Well, I treat the shoot and circle separately, and there was a bit of a southerly, so that makes the shoot go a bit quicker. But even the circle I had going 13% ahead of standard, and that is that is a good three, if not firm, uh, yeah. for Randwick. So, anyway... Um, Poor old nature strip, really. I mean, he, he hasn't done anything wrong here, has he? <laughs> He's beaten at odds on or evens or whatever. <laughs> Incredible. That's, that's the best run of Eduardo's career by lengths. Lengths and lengths. Um, so if they're meeting again, I'm on nature strip, especially if I'm getting my um, $3 you know, benchmark, um, which I think I will. Um, look at the TJ Smith betting. He's $6 over. That's, I'd certainly back him in a TJ. I know there's bit of water to go under the bridge yet, but um, I'd certainly back him in the TJ at that price the way he's going. But yeah, yeah, yeah great ride by Nash waiting, but I, I didn't think Eduardo had that level of performance in him, and, and you know, to be running 55 seconds for a thousand metres, I didn't think he could run that fast, and yep. um, he just pulled it out. You, I would expect him to take a backward step off that, that should half knock him out. That, that, that is absolute red zone for Eduardo, sure. Yep, yep, I'd tend to agree, but it does look like Nature Strips returned in better fashion, running comparable yes. figures to last prep, but obviously off the similar tempo or off a stronger tempo, he's yeah. finishing off better, and I think that provides him with a really good platform to whatever he goes to next. I, 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 and um, Although everyone's, you know, he's enigmatic, as they say, he, he's got stacks and stacks of um, high figures in his, in his CV. Um, so, you know, he's a horse that you can trust to perform that level. At least, uh, at least one time in three. Well, he was certainly vulnerable on Saturday from the draw, wasn't he? There was a he lot was. of speed underneath him, and, and that, that's so what the undoing. Yeah. What, what about the go on written beauty, though? That that's was incredible. incredible. It was 11 to 2 into twos at one stage, you know, 11, you know when, from when betting out. Amazing. So, what price it'll be next start, and where does, where does that go? It's an interesting one. Uh, were they perhaps just getting a little bit excited after Marbusha won at Flemington? Mm. Not sure. <laughs> They did scratch uh, Boucher against Wild Ruler. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe um, Wild Ruler versus Written Beauty in the Galaxy would be uh, 
All right, watch this space. Uh, the Winona Girl, 1,200 metres, race six, group three for the Mares. Uh, Volpine defeated Seasons off a slow tempo, 3.6 length slow on the punting form data to the 600. Rob Scurry, another leader here, but uh, how did they look? Uh, all pretty well, you know, positive piece, you know, quickly I didn't like. Um, you know, I, I needed my head read here. I should have been, um, you know, I, I called up Mark and I said, I think I'm going to back Andrew Atkins and Jay forward. I'm probably not going to get much, uh, you know, encouragement for you. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, Seasons was in the numbers, paraded well, generals, um, and uh, I don't know what to do with this um, stolen jade. It looked big and strong, and, and it's been pretty pretty average here. Maybe the track's too hard for it or something. Uh, but but Volpine, Mark Roden said, I don't know what we can do with her this time in. She's about eighth up. Yeah. Want to talk about Volpine, Mark Roden? Uh, yeah, well, I mentioned it here, didn't I? I was... yeah. No, you did it on the show. Oh, I mentioned it on the show. Yeah, I know, and... It, I was, I wanted a good price to back it, and it just it sort of went 17 into 12 while I was thinking about it, just before the race, and it ended up getting back out, and I just totally stuck it up and not backed it. So, yeah, th thanks for bringing that up. I'm looking looking at $20. Um, yeah. uh, Mark Sheen, what are you doing with this race? Yeah, well, I, I think uh, well, it was a bit of a nothing race. Volpine yep. just controlled it in front. I, I remember backing this on the Kensington first up, and I thought it looked light there. I think Brad Whitup has done an outstanding job with this mare. She's actually built up and got better, um, even she's even though she's had a lot of racing. She's absolutely flying. He's done a great job with her. Um, I thought well, Fiesta and Generals were both forgive runs. Uh, Fiesta just dragged back to last, and the way the track was playing by then and the way the race panned out certainly had no hope so yeah got some question marks on the race going forward all right speaking of question marks is race seven the randwick guineas the group one over the mile they've gone very fast for the class mm. five and a half or just over five lengths fast to the 600 um i'm sure there will be plenty of runs to be looking at here in particular that of mwanga but uh lions raw was the victor uh, for O'Shea and of Dulla. Rob, run us through to Guinea's field. Uh, this, this is, I broke the number one rule of mailbag, don't force it. Um, I, I thought the, the favourite, uh, the Kiwi, was just a little bit more relaxed in the yard, looked like he hadn't taken any harm from his run before, and I thought, well, he's probably going to be too good. Um, I had a good look at Harmony Rose. Um, I think I said in the text, you know, this, this might be the Oaks filly. Um, Lions Raw, I've never been able to catch. Um, Recall Mark Sheen backing it one day in a Group One, um, round second. Yeah, in yeah, Um But look, what to do with these horses? Um, that bloody Peltzer, you know, um, didn't do anything. Uh, Moanga finally got a look at it. Um, looked trained really well, but you know, not not my type. In this, I'm never gonna. I'm always gonna be taking on that kind of athletic horse. Um, Hopefully they, you know, it could, it could turn out to be the best horse in the race, but, um, just just with a bit more time. But, um, yeah, not much else I can say. Eleanor looked a bit underdone, um, probably on track for the derby or something. Um, but, yeah, I don't really want to talk about this three horse much. Okay. I feel, feel sick. <laughs> Mark Shane, help us out. What are we doing with the Randwick Guineas? Yeah, well, another well, different winner going into the three-odd races. They yeah. just seem to take turns. Nothing seems to stamp itself as the, the outstanding. Um, as we said on Thursday, Aegon, first time two-week back up, drier track, didn't get as good a run as he did at Rose Hill. 
I'm not sure if it was an excuse that he was three and four wide. He just um, just looked a bit flat there. He's not a very big imposing type, as I said, after his last run. So I'm not sure where they go with him. They've got to try and fresh him up and decide where to go. Maybe he goes Doncaster with no weight, but other three-year-olds good enough. Normally, it's a great race for three-year-olds, but uh, they're not a classic bunch, you wouldn't think. thought the winner still looked like he needed a run, so he's done a good job. But I think everyone was thinking that you had to be on speed there early on, and then they went berserk in this race, so um, it might have put it on for him a little bit. Moanga, well, just got in an awful spot, and then Tommy's dropped the rain when he's got out as well, so you could arguably say he should have won the race. Yeah, it was a tough watch, uh, Mark Roden, wasn't it? You've backed Moanga and Harmony Rose off the top of my head. Yeah, that's right. Um, Harmony Rose had to do just a little bit more work than yeah. I hoped. Um, yeah, there, there was a stronger speed. There were actually speed in numbers too. A few horses I didn't expect to be right up there were, and um, Harmony Rose was three wide for a bit, had to work to get across. Moanga, yeah, just, I mean, if he gets to the outside 100 metres earlier, I think he wins. Um, but it just... I'd sort of written him off in the straight because he was just in such a bad spot. It was, yep. it was a great effort to get as close as he did. Um, I, I mentioned Lions Roar after his last start on the on the review show. It was one to follow, but I was waiting for 2,000, and he's got up on me at 33 or something here with, without me, unfortunately. Um, yeah, very unfortunate. Egon, Egon was just flat as a tack. He, he took the length of the straight to get past bloody prime start. So, yeah, I'm... I mean, the jury's right out on him. I don't know, don't know what to do with him. And, yeah, as everyone says, just a just a pretty plain punch of um, allegedly top-class three-year-olds. Yeah, it was one of those great races as well where Lions Roars started significantly shorter on the Betfair SP versus the overall tote. Is that right? Love it when that happens. Uh, race 8, Canterbury Stakes over 1,300. The Group 1, Savitiano... Uh, on speed on an even tempo, 1.2 lengths fast for the class and punting forms data. Uh, held off Mizzy at uh, at any price. Uh, Rob, run us through. They all look well, um, as you might expect with this sort of you know class of race, this distance. Um, you know, uh, Madame Rouge. I might have might have been you know hoping here more than knowing. I think Mark Sheen said the other day it would run where it did. Um, I thought an each way play. Looked like it improved from its run the other day. Um, Mizzy looked looked great. Um, big big burly thing that she is, but you know just just oh, it's Mizzy. It's, it's, it's Anthony Cummings. You know you can't put that in the numbers this time because you know all of them look good. But but she really looked good. What, 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 where does she go? She's um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam look you know come, come back looked great. Um, I was going to say saying looking great. Bivouac. Um, he looked perfect as well. Um, he had no luck in the run. Uh, Marshall Shader trained on a little bit. Um, he's such a smooth walker. He's a proper panther. Um, but yeah, Savitiano, um, yeah, probably richly deserved. She's she's a consistent mare um, on on pace pattern. Um, not sure who we can, who I can follow out of the race too much, but um, yeah, probably Madame Rouge back to mare's grade. Um, Bit of whack, you know. <laughs> forgive. Mark Sheen, who are you following out of this race? Um, well, I think Mars Crusader was uh, it was an eye-catching run to me. I think uh, the way he's racing at the moment would suggest that he's looking for probably a mile now, or at least 1,400, 1,500. So I think he might go right at Doncaster, perhaps. Um, 
liked the way he knuckled down. Did miss the start, which can be a concern with him, but um, he just looked to get run off his legs here when they went so fast early. And liked the way he finished off. Bivouac did quite a few things wrong um, and got into an awful spot. I think if you're on it, you're out of... You're, you're, you're dead set six foot under after about a furlong. Uh, Mark Roden, Mask Crusader, Crusader was probably the one that's produced the, the most consistent performance going over the, the last 600 or so. Yeah, um, I think even though he didn't win, he uh, he sort of announced his arrival at Group 1 and at Wake Forage level, uh, and I think it's got more to come. He's, uh, yeah, he, he belongs at this level um, for sure. Uh, those who backed Bivouac, I was among them. I was filthy on myself. I shouldn't have. I didn't like Barrier 8 for him. I just thought the best horse in the race, and there he's out the better than two to one. Um, gave myself a bit of a talking to a la sort of Seymour Hoffman and Boogie Knights, uh, calling himself an idiot in the car over and over. Um, after <laughs> had myself a very um, poor mark for my performance. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Uh, Sabatiano was the one that mapped well and won. The, the, it was very solid in the market. The, yep. the market obviously loved the map for her, and she got the job done for him. Well, just got the job done over a million shot, but the million shot got there in the end in the last uh, very slow tempo race, 5.2 length slow to the 600, over 1,600 for the fillies and mares. Missy Beal knocked off She's Ideal and Rocket Clock. Uh, Rob Scurry, could you make a case for Missy Beal at all? No. Um, you know, it's just got too much taints of, of Wednesday at Canterbury, that <laughs> horse. You know, it, it, it's... Yeah, she looked well, like a lot of bakers do, but it, it's hard to put her in the numbers at that price. I, I often, you know, I often do, but you know, maybe a bit, bit punch drunk by this stage. So, um, uh, I, I, I didn't mind uh, the toppy. Uh, my horse was out of play a bit, like Bivouac in the first, you know, couple of hundred meters. It was a million wide, called Cliff's Art. Um, look, uh, Rocker Clock looked like it had trained on, you know, at top. Um, but yeah, look, I don't know what I think. Natoya's finish. Don't talk me. Leave me out of Girl Tuesday. Um, yeah, some 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 funny mares like La Lude. You know, she was a Wednesday horse a little while ago. I, I, don't, I don't know what these are. Yep. Yeah, very slow tempo can throw up that. Mark Sheen, anything out of the uh, million to one quaddy? No, well, Missy Bill did miss the start last time out, but she jumped a lot better on Saturday and she's able to get in a controlling position, so they just walked in the race. She's ideal, I thought. In the run, she was close enough, three wide with cover. There to win, but another flashing run and just not quite getting the job done. Um, so, you know, we were halfway down the stairs already uh, as they were pulling up, shaking their head how Missy Beale has held on to win there. Anyway, um, yeah, she's ideal going up in distance maybe, but, yeah, it was a bit of a nothing race. They're all over the shop there, pulled up to walk in the middle stages. Yeah, uh, I think a nothing race is a good way of describing it. Mark Roden, have you got anything out of the last for us? No, no, just just a heartbreaker in Mark's camp there. I was on She's Ideal as well, and uh, just how on earth did Missy Bill get going? Day four, Missy Bill. I mean, time on she it. About one, she puts in, she it puts in her best about one time in 15, Missy Bill, and she's decided to do it on Saturday. So, good on it. Well, the thing is, you look at the race and you say, there's no speed here, what a lead. I'll miss you with a lead of a jumps, but you still can't make yourself back it. No, exactly. Yeah, no, no way. Yeah, yeah. I expect a couple of rappies in the race too, but no, not a... All right. Uh, well, that brings us to the end. We'll pick out a couple of horses to follow. Mark Sheehan, I'll start with yourself. 
Um, race three, Trofascia. I know the fillies are a pretty bad bunch, but I think once this gets to 14, 1,600 metres, um, you know, I hope they head to the Bailey with her and uh, then she'll be maybe onto a race like the Champagne or something. I don't know if she'll measure up to the real top ones, but she's going to improve once she gets over ground. She's a very nice type of filly who's got my money twice now. So, um, And I think Mars Crusader in uh, race number... Uh, eight was a really good run as well. All right, Mark Roden, you're in the middle of a very busy 10 days of punting or whatever it is. Uh, have you got a couple to follow from this meeting? Yeah, back down a few. Home Affairs, interesting runner in the slipper. Um, pretty woman, total forgive. Have a look at her. Uh, Nature Strip Flying, get your $3 and load the cannons. And Mask Crusader, yes, belongs at this level now. All right, very good. And Rob Scurry, a couple to follow out of the yard. Uh, Wild Ruler, they're probably going to go in the same race, but I've, I've got a big watch. I can only think he's going to run well wherever he goes, Wild Ruler. And, and as I said, Britain Beauty can improve somewhere between two and ten lengths if she just walks and you know trims up a little bit. So they're probably my two. Okay. The week ahead, uh, obviously, it's the, the Canberra Guineas and the Canberra Cup today, but uh, then we've got Wyong tomorrow, uh, Kensington Wednesday, Um meeting at Kembla on Friday? Yeah, Friday, Kembla, and then Saturday, the Gosford and Rose Hill meeting with the Group 1 Coolmore. Uh, Mark Shan, there's plenty going on. Yeah, no, uh, we're off to Rose Hill uh, for the, that part of the carnival. Unfortunately, we've got rain forecast for Wednesday and Thursday, so fingers crossed we don't get too much. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, how are you coping with the workload at the moment? Yeah, surviving. Um, would have been... Easy to cope with if uh, way up in the sky. It stuck its head out at seven bucks in the thousand metre race yesterday, but we battle on. We're fronting up again at Canberra today. Um, and yeah, it just rolls on. Wine tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly right. Rob Scurry, you'll be back in the yard on Saturday, no doubt. Yeah, def- definitely uh, be at Rose Hill, hoping we get some sort of track. I'm not pleased to hear that rain forecast, but you know. I had my chance last week, you know. Perfect track at Randwick. Yeah, exactly. We can, we can well, hope. That's it. Go again next week. Cheers, boys. Uh, Thanks very much, guys. As always, uh, we'll be back later in the week on Victims of the Punt to preview the Rose Hill Gardens meeting. But until then, go well.